Hello everybody. Hope everything's going well. We've just been uh, super duper busy. So we missed last Tuesday and we missed yesterday. But not to say that you guys try to check in on us every Tuesday or anything like that, but this is one of those things. So we're going to talk to you today about some of our spring cleaning and mainly like uh, maintenance cleaning that we've been doing on our on our bodies, I guess, mainly. Sarah and I have been, she's making a really weird face at me right now. <laughs> so, what's up? Nothing. I'm just thinking about the C-O-L-D. Oh, yeah. We, well, the cold is, we're, we're on this, new to us, it's been, a, it's a big, huge, um, I guess people are just talking about it a lot more. A lot of the podcasts that we follow have been giving us a lot of information and kind of made us realize that cold therapy treatment is um, something that's really beneficial to your, just for your, a lot of things, actually. I just I was just reading about how um, it's affected people. I mean, uh, it, 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 like in, it increases lifespan. What exactly are you talking about? The cold. Like, I mean, because um, everything, like, there's just, like, you can claim that something works, but then you always have to backtrack it. So... I was just trying to do that and seeing what I could find on it. And I found some studies that, that were saying that um, uh, when warm-blooded animals are exposed to a cold environment, their metabolism speed up to maintain body temperature. And for some reason, they live longer. And there was a study at the University of Michigan that did, uh, they looked up, they, they put like a, a group of rats they separated some and kept some in like a regular warm climate and they took another group of them and they put them into uh, a shallow, cooler environment for four hours a day. Mm -hmm. And the rats that were put into the cooler environment were, they had to eat a little bit more. Yeah. But even though they ate a little bit more, they, uh, they still weighed less. And the reason is because of the fact that they had to use those calories to warm their bodies back up. Mm -hmm. So they ended up burning a lot more. And they also found that the, the rats that were put into the shallow, cool water for four hours a day ended up living 10% longer. Hmm. Yeah. And the same, in a, another article, there was also like a, they covered lab, lab worms where like they repeatedly gave them heat shocks mm -hmm. and that developed a surge of protective hormone dubbed a heat shock protein. And, it was like a kind of a defensive mechanism that they had developed and that same defensive mechanism being able to endure that kind of climate change, sudden climate but change. But the worm, they were also cold? No, no, no. Those, the, that was totally the worm, separate. The, no, heat shock. Those ones were heat shock. And, but still, so those ones, were, the worms that were subjected to that lasted an extra 10 to, 10 to, 10 to 20% longer. But, um, yeah, so like going back to like something that I also seen was in, in in terms of the rats being able to eat more and weigh less. That um, apparently when you're shivering, after like we've been doing this and like afterwards, it's really hard for your body to get back up to its regular homo homeostasis. You know, to so you'll shiver and it's tough, but that in that time you're burning calories to try to get yourself back up there and shivering for 10 to 15 minutes release releases the same amount of hor a hormone called irisin and 
irisin turns white white uh, fat cells, cells that store up to 300 calories of energy, into brown fat cells, a fat type associated with keeping keeping you warm. And you can burn like, and it just like it basically transfers it. So like uh, apparently like if you're shivering for ten to fifteen minutes and it's you can burn the same equivalent amount of uh, calories as you would during an hour long worth of uh, of moderate exercise. Mm-hmm. You'd think living in Canada that we would all notice a drop in weight in the winter, but it's the opposite. Well, the thing is that the reality is that when people get cold in Canada, as we both know, yeah. They hide away in their houses more. They put on the heat high. They turn up the heat higher. They microwave more food and they sit in front watch Netflix a lot more. And like a lot of people feel that like when you're eating all of those comfort foods and stuff like that, and you're you get you're le- you're out less. Yeah, it's true. So you're actually you're actually getting yourself in a position where you're you're making like a petri dish for disease, right? Yeah, makes sense. You're exhausted. I'm exhausted. Sorry. I'm it's like, time for you to I'm, shake it off. I have a wicked headache, so it's just... See, I don't feel that way at all. See, it's day three. It's day three of our, um, of our cold therapy treatment. I started... Oh, I started on Saturday, so it's technically my day five. Uh, we've also cut out sugar out of our coffee, so now we just drink black coffee. We used to have two, two, uh, two coffees a day. Uh, one in the morning... Actually, sometimes three. And they were always double-doubles, and for a period of time, they were triple-triples. Triple-triple chin. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, once we cut that out, and before, like, we were having, like, Sarah would go to bed at night, like, you'd go to bed, and you'd be like, man, I can't wait for my coffee in the morning. Yeah. Be like, yeah. That's my thing. I have to go to bed, and I have to wake up, but when I do wake up, I'm going to drink the shit out of that coffee. Yeah. And it's just I, sugar, 100%. I know, craving the sugar. but it's hard to, because like it gets disguised under the, you think it's the, the coffee that you actually love, but it's actually the sugar and milk. Yep. Because, because of the fact that like, for me, in the mornings I would wake up and I'd just be so drained. I'd feel so exhausted and I would tell myself, I just need my coffee. I can't do anything till I get my coffee in me. And same thing after lunch, you have this huge crash. Mm-hmm. So then I would need my coffee to pick me up again. But since we cut out the sugar, you just drink the black coffee. It's so much cleaner. But for your first week, like we've been doing this for like five weeks. Mm-hmm. So with for your first week without sugar, um, you have withdrawals. Right? Mm-hmm. So and then after that, it's like, so now we've cut out uh, refined carbohydrates as well. So it's a, it's pretty much we're on a ketone diet. Well, yeah. Right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. she's got tea here. It's like you got to pour it over your head. Oh my, I don't know. I have a real problem with like going to bed at a reasonable time. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of it. Like yeah. everything else we're doing. Is obviously helping because I'm not lugging my bellies and chins around all day. Yeah. But I'm still like so resistant to allow myself to sleep. 
and I feel it. Like this time of day, it's just like it's oh, crazy, man. Okay. Last if I'm night, I'm not moving. I'm in trouble. Last night we watched a movie, and we'll talk about this because it has a really. I think that you have some facts as of that, but friggin' Queen Yanni face over here. <laughs> I go after the movie's done, eleven thirty. I'm like, that's it. I'm going to bed. See you later. But I know she doesn't have the self discipline to put herself to bed. So what do I do? Turn off the TV. Turn off all the lights. She goes. You're just going to leave me here in the dark? I'm like, like we're going through this cycle. It's uh, it's resistance. Yeah. You're resisting like the grown-up life. Yeah. In a way, right? Well, yeah. It is another form of discipline to put yourself to bed. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. That's like the last thing on my list that I want to lose. I know. You want to play... I like that extra hour, you know, a night when the house is But you is had quiet. it last night. You just had to use it for watching a movie. I know, and you wouldn't let me look at my phone. So I had to catch up on that before I went to bed. You want to know why? It's because of the fact that when I look up a movie, I don't just put on a movie. I look it up. I do the backs. I, I always look up ones that were high, the best rated movies. And then I want to spend time with you. Remember quality time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So... I look up a movie that I think that we will both really enjoy and it's not the same when you're watching a movie with somebody and they're looking at their phone and looking at the movie and they're not even in the room with you. Mm -hmm. Like I actually, like, um, yeah, so like it's the same with everything. I mean, I'm a quality time person and also I feel like movies are a piece of art and you know, like you have to. Oh, I agree. You can't really appreciate something if your mind is divided that's for sure yeah and like last night we i looked up a movie it's called back country it's supposed to be like a horror kind of um sci i would call it science fiction because even though they put the base on a true story later on we looked up what the true story was and they completely uh just destroyed what what it really was they flipped genders they did a whole bunch of stuff like that i don't even know how they can get away with i guess i guess when you put that word based on or based on a true story yeah very loosely it's like based. super it loosely based anyway it's, we should get back to just okay t saying what cold therapy is before we okay sorry yes it's like go ahead it's just you no i mean you know more about it <laughs> yeah, okay. than i do i'm just following suit because yeah. i can't let you shiver alone Oh, uh, yeah. So I guess um, from what I from what I understand it, um, cold therapy. Uh, it's been around for a long time. Many different cultures have have used it to to like um, what do you call it? Just to like to I guess therapies of different ways. Like I mean, mental therapy. Apparently, uh, Van Gogh, after he cut off his ear, he was put into a mental hospital where they did something. This is, like, really extreme. Like, they did something where they put him in a bathtub and they covered the bathtub with these, like, wood planks with only his head poking out. So mm -hmm. his body was on the bath. And then they would just they would just drop, like, buckets and buckets of ice water oh. over top of him for two and a half hours. But after he, he like, in, in some of his uh, diaries and stuff like that, you'll read that he's, he feels like he's, like, suddenly become, like optimistic about things his like brain feels healthier for the first time so like he he himself was saying i highly highly recommend this mm -hmm. and like for me like a lot of people say this that are doing this they're like yeah like after you do it for a while and the key is that you have to have it be um 
57 degrees Fahrenheit at least. Like that has to be like in order for some um, like mental benefits to kick in. Mm -hmm. It's like anything else. It's a stressor, right? So it's like if you don't, if you work out, but you don't really work out vig like with intensity and you're not really going to get the benefits. Like when I was a kid, I'd always see guys that worked out, but they never really pushed themselves mm -hmm. and they look the same. And meanwhile, the rest of us that are really focused are making gains. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with this. It's like, you've got to be willing to go through the pain to get the gain, mm -hmm. you know? So what are you doing? Like for, so for me, so for me, like when I first went into it, I thought I was going to, uh, I thought I was going to do just straight cold. But what do you talk like the you shower mean? you mean? Yeah. 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 So the shower. Yeah. So basically I'm jumping in the shower. I'm jumping in there with cold water. Mm-hmm. I turn it, turn the tap to really cold for about, uh, today I started off with like a minute of cold. And then after that, what I decided to do is I also looked up something further and it's, um, you turn the dial over to the hot for 30 seconds and go back to the cold, really cold for 30 seconds. And you keep going back and forth uh -huh. 30 seconds at a time. But the longer that you now, like I, I just shared like a, a, another podcast, Kevin Rose podcast onto our SoundCloud here. So anybody who's following it can look that up and they have a lot more detail because mm -hmm. uh there's a he has um dr uh Rhonda Rhonda patrick i believe her name is and she's obviously she can spit out like all the facts and stuff like that she's someone that can really go into extreme detail and she was just saying on on that podcast that like you're left with like this mood enhancement yeah. so like if you're in the water for at, at the 57 degrees fahrenheit and say you're in there for two minutes, you'll come out of there with another, with like, you'll reap that kind of reward back. But I mean, obviously, like, if you go in there colder, if it's colder, you'll get more. And if you go, like, you can get more for less time and stuff like that. So, like, a lot of people say, like, you know what I mean? Like, he was saying, like, it feels a lot like, like, the first time being at, like, a concert and smoking the first joint. And you just feel like, holy smokes, like, everything just feels so alive. And, um, you know, like, to this point... It takes a little while before you can like, it's like, like I said, like weight training, it takes like a little while before like you can kind of gain the resistance to the cold. Cause like the first couple of times you might, you like the first time you're, it's going to shock you and it's going to be really hard to stay in there for very long. But it, for me being that it's day five now, today I was able to step in, uh, like usually I'd work up like every like interval, like I said, I'll go in there and go cold, then hot, then cold, then hot, then cold, then hot, 30 seconds each way. This time I just jumped in and I went over with the cold, um, which would have been like the coldest that I could have handled at the beginning. Uh -huh. And I just used that as a preparation. So I just sat under the water Ugh. for like a minute and a half. And I was just like, there was just like, I was like, this is cold, but this is not as cold as it gets. So I was able to just actually feel refreshed by that level and then i went over to hot and then when i came back i really cranked it down to cold like in our faucets get super cold mm -hmm. you know like i hear that a lot of places in like california so that they have a hard time finding cold water because the tanks get warmed up right mm -hmm. but our tanks here are froze are super cold and sometimes ours even freeze so yeah. so um yeah i had a really hard time like yeah. the first day I tried and I couldn't turn my back to the water. Yeah. I had it running over the my front and I was like, I can't do this. But the over back the is last crazy. two days, 
I've been able to put my back under the water, but I have to, I can't be facing the cold water and then turn my back. My back already has to be under the water for me to be, it's like a mind trick. Yeah. So I just, I turn with my back to the water and slowly turn the dial over to colder, colder and colder. Yeah. And I can do it then, but I can't, like, I cannot psych myself up to turn around if yeah. I'm already facing forward, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I I make sure, like, I'm, like you said today, like, I enjoy a little bit of torture. Mm. Like, I, I'm that type of person. I like my food, like, I like my food really spicy. I like a little bit of, I like to work out till, I like the pain that I get from a workout. The only thing that I, like, I like the cold now. Uh, these are all stressors and things like that that will later on make you stronger. And obviously, you don't want too many stressors in your life because it can hurt, like, be detrimental if you go too far. I almost broke my neck in the shower this morning because of this. Yeah. Because I had it really cold, and then I cranked it over hot. to the hot side, but it was too hot. Like, it was too much of an extreme temperature change. And I, like, went back and started slipping, grabbed the curtain, knocked the towel rack off. Remember when you said, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. So that's funny how gotta be careful of this. Our taps are so like we had some we had some plumbing done here about five years ago and I don't know what he did to it, but our taps get so hot and so cold now. Oh, it's ridiculous. Course. Like like and it's cold like in your pla in the places that you're used to feeling the cold, like your face and your hands, you can usually you know, if you jump if you jump into a pool Usually, if you hand, put your hand in there, you're like, ah, oh, it's not that bad. And then you go to jump in, and as soon as it gets to your, like, belly height, you're like, ah, oh, it's cold. Yeah. You really have to adjust. Yeah. But, like, our cold water is so cold that even if you had if you had it going, like, the shower going, and you weren't in there, you would feel, like, a little, like, a, like a really deep chill coming out of that mm -hmm. tub. And, like, if you put your hand in it, it would, your hand would be, like, numb. Yeah. So, we're doing it in that kind of cold and um and the hot too like the hot it turns scalding hot mm -hmm. and um so yeah i get what you're saying um and then like they that video that i watched with you they said the purpose of going from cold to hot and cold to hot back and forth was to get a, the blood circulating right because well, the blood draws inward yeah when you're cold and radiates out yeah when well you're when hot. you're when your body gets cold all the blood goes in to protect your <coughs> organs right so like and then when your body gets hot, I guess your body, your, your blood goes out to the, to the flesh, like mm -hmm. to, to your extremities and all to release heat. Right. So when you're causing this, you're causing the blood to rush in and out, in and out, in and out. Mm -hmm. And, um, I find that, and they're saying that that actually makes your body like flush toxins and things like that. So, and one thing that I've noticed is that I really like to drink this beer called Urkel Pilsner. <laughs> It's a Czech beer and it's a really dark beer. And, and when you drink dark beers, usually the darker the beer, the worse the hangover. Hmm. And I'll drink like, I, I know because like I used to get pretty bad hangovers from it. Not, and it only took me like two or three beers. Like not like I'm a big drinker or anything like that. But I'm just sensitive towards hangovers. Mm -hmm. So, but now I can have, like lately since I've been doing this, since day five, I've had a couple beers. You know, I'll go, I'll go to like Muay Thai with uh, Jin. I'll exercise with them. I'll do all so that we come back here. And then I'll want, like, it's just sometimes whenever we go to Muay Thai for whatever reason, my routine is always to come home and have a beer or two. Because, like, I also read that, like, even beer can be good for you and good for your muscles and stuff like that. Like, as long as you don't overdo it. Hmm. And it's a good quality beer. It's a really good beer. It's, it's uh, 
So I do that. And then what I noticed was with this flushing, mm -hmm. I don't have a hangover. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm sure if I drank like a 12 pack, I'd still have a hangover. Yeah. But I mean, I've, after I get out of that cold water and I always make sure that I've ended on cold, like on the coldest, like today, what I did was I did my five intervals and then on my sixth one, I, I count in my head like one, two, until I get to 30 and then I switch it over. And then I did that. And then in the last 30 seconds, I was like, okay, now time to go extreme cold. And I pushed it, I cranked it as far as I could get, as much cold as I could get out of our tap. And it was already running cold for, for 30 seconds. And then I did an extra 10 seconds. And that's when I really felt like today was like the day that I felt like the most benefits from it. Mm -hmm. Which is weird because this morning when we woke up, uh, um, it's funny because we're doing like this... Uh, this diet where we don't do any refined carbohydrates. So we've cut out all bread um, and rice. What else? Like mostly just basically oh. the carbohydrates that we're getting are vegetables. Right. So we eat vegetables, fruits, and, and meat. It's pretty much it. Pretty much. Right. And like, so like I've been doing that for only three days. Sarah's been doing this for what? A month. About a month. And I, I never really thought that I'd ever be be able to or want to. Like, I slowly moved over by doing it only on in the mornings. Like, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to have my ride toast in the morning. And then the rest of the day, I can have, like, whatever it is, like a, yeah, you know. Yeah, because we usually eat together, and it makes sense to eat the same thing. Yeah. I definitely couldn't do it without you. Like, if you weren't doing it, like, I'm, it's easy for me if you're like, I'm having a chicken and salad for dinner and you're making dinner, mm -hmm. then I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not so picky about it as like, as long as it's, as long as there's food. Yeah. But I mean, so yeah. And then, but I was, usually we all have separate breakfast. So I would just go ahead and have my toast. Mm -hmm. And then now I just said, you know what? I don't need it. And, uh, and, and today was a tough day because it was day three of that and I guess I'm you know we might it just you got to think like oh what's there to eat and then actually Gemma came up to me and tried to hand me a bun <laughs> this morning of all days she like came up to me here dad and she tried to give me a bun and I was like oh actually I don't eat that anymore and, and the kids were like huh mm-hmm you have to have that when you get older and your metabolism slows down you need to be extra aware of your health you just start cutting things out and they're like hmm but we don't right <laughs> yeah but the thing about it is that it's if I would have realized how good I feel, like after lunches and after meals, I don't have any of that, like, that, uh, that drop. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel exhausted. Like, I know you're feeling tired right now because you, like you said, like, you're still not, you're not done working out the kinks in your discipline, I guess. Mm -hmm. For me, sleep is not like going to bed. When I have to go to bed, I just go to bed. Sarah, for whatever reason, has that problem. But like, I, I hate being... Have. I hate being tired the next day. Mm -hmm. Like today I feel energized and it's about three o'clock in the afternoon. Every single day around four o'clock or three o'clock around this time, about two months ago or before all this started, I'd be face down exhausted. <laughs> I was like, honestly, I couldn't, I would not want to even drive home. I'd hit such a wall. And Sarah, I'd be saying to Sarah, like, honestly, like there's something wrong with me. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I got to figure this out. 
and then two days ago when I or three days ago when I started this like zero refined carbohydrates doing these cold showers that really do like when you walk out of like it's a bitch but as soon as you walk out of that shower and you know once you stop shivering for some reason like you're just hit with this optimistic feeling this really great buzzing feeling and you just it it really does I believe in it hardcore I really do mm-hmm. and and then like without the 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 carbohydrates just crashing without the the sugar being there anymore it just feels like I'm like man like I'm not like going up and down like a can like camel humps with my energy any longer mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it feels great like today for for lunch I had uh uh chicken and green beans. green beans yeah chicken and green beans like I had the option to have potatoes or rice but I was like no and the idea of having rice and potatoes now is becoming so much less appealing to me now because I'm starting to like realize how much of an energy drop I have afterwards. Mm-hmm. To and that's like man, like I just want to like keep on moving. Like as soon as I eat something, like I want it to feel like I've just re-energized my body, not like okay, now I got to stop and and like you know have a nap. Mm-hmm. So that's uh that's been really good and like we were talking about earlier um most things just have a way of we talked on the last podcast as well about about um just if you get yourself on a good routine and you get yourself kind of moving forward and you start like you know if you decide to clean up a certain room or you start doing something like a little thing like us like cutting out sugar then it usually leads to something else better and better and better until you get yourself you know like as a way of snowballing mm-hmm. and um i'm just really feeling really great that's good news yeah <laughs> I, I i highly highly recommend i never this. would have thought that cold would be like something that could help out with mental health and physical health and burning fat and that kind of thing like i just don't associate it with those things but i remember remember when we were watching the revenant Mm-hmm. And I was like, I bet the reason why this guy was able to survive is because it was so cold that his wounds weren't like festering with bacteria and stuff like yeah. that. And like that, that totally makes sense to me. That was crazy, that movie. And that brings us back to uh, Backcountry, right? Mm-hmm. That bear attack. Yeah. It's one uh, of my biggest fears. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Being mauled by a bear, ragdolled. I know, I always keep, I keep telling you it's really silly, but then you read reports of, like, bear spotting, like, 20, 30 minutes from our house. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not that silly. It's not only that, but you guys have a farm that actually definitely has bears oh, we've there. seen, yeah. Like, your dad has been out with the dogs, and he's been in the forest, and, you know, he had to call his dogs back, hoping that they wouldn't see them first, but the bear was with their cubs. Yeah, my, I was driving with my dad along the road, like, just approaching our farmhouse and we saw a mother bear and one cub crossing the street as well oh really sure he has pictures of it yep because like when they're with their Black cubs bear. that's like super dangerous mm-hmm. apparently like i because i've because i have a fear of bears like i've looked up in the past and it, like a lot of people like these like conservationists and things like that they speak about they have all these things that saying that bears are actually not that dangerous and that if a bear, especially a black bear, if a black bear sees you, the nine times out of ten it's going to run the other way. If you turn to run, then he might be running the other way. Yeah. But I also am skeptical about that because um, 
we obviously and that's why I was wondering about this um backcountry movie. It's like the bear is kind of like Jaws. Yeah. It's like the Jaws version of of uh of but for bears. It's like instead of sharks, it's it's a bear attack and the bear is the scary thing. And um most people like nowadays they don't want to try to um make monsters out of nature because for some reason that's also associated with um a lot of people out like say if you say something's powerful and dangerous then it makes certain people scared and it makes other people want something from them whether it be like a horn like a rhino horn or bear paws or like you know shark fin soup or whatever it is and different kinds of aphrodisiac because like they associate it with power mm -hmm. and so so like it definitely puts like a different kind of image than most people want to try to try to perceive as most people who love nature they don't want that kind of propaganda mm -hmm. so like if like i'm always skeptical whenever i'm reading like a, a website that comes from like somebody like that that's a really big nature lover and they say you know what bears are not dangerous bears are like this bears are going to run away from you blah blah blah. and i'm like you know well, what it's probably somewhere are. in the middle yeah but they, i mean they obviously are dangerous you don't want to take that unnecessary risk i think and it but it is true about black bears they are less likely to be aggressive than yeah brown bears or grizzly bears but and that's one thing that they say because you know they say that you have to react to different bears when you have an encounter in different ways right yeah and i've always been confused about what that is and sometimes yeah. when we're in the forest i'm like what am i supposed to do again yeah but for sure, across the board, what you're supposed to do with bears is you make yourself as big as possible, as loud as possible, stay in a group if you can. And that goes across the board for mm. like brown bear, black bear, and grizzly bears. Um, but with I don't the, think it'll work with a grizzly bear. Grizzly bears are like, I think they're notoriously known for being just super aggressive. Well, they are. But I'm just saying that's across the board. If you have no choice yeah. and you you have this encounter, you have to... Make noise and act big, mm -hmm. right? And then we have no you like yeah you're right like that's like your only card you can play because right. you can't outrun them. No, you can't outclimb them. You can't do shit. No, and that's the thing. Never ever ever run from a bear. That's for <laughs> sure. Never climb a tree because they're better climbing than you are, right? You know and what? I read something that said fifty feet per second, but that maybe it was fifteen. But they can cover that much ground. Yeah. They can run up to 40 kilometers an hour. It's crazy. So with the black bear, if you, like they say, no matter what, you do these things and then you walk away slowly, right? But then if the encounter turns into an attack, what you're supposed to do with the black bear is you fight back as hard as you oh, can. Oh, really? Yes, because they Shit. are more, sorry, they are less defensive, more likely to run away when they feel threatened. So if you can fight to the death with a black bear, you have a better chance. You have to fight back. Like it doesn't want a fight. Right. So if it feels really threatened, it's more likely to walk away. With a brown bear or a grizzly bear, the you harder you fight, the more aggressive they will be. So you do play dead. They say, lay down, play dead, and protect your neck. And normally when they perceive that the threat is over, they will leave rather than continue to attack. But when they leave, isn't it true that, like, did you see this? But, like, I mean, when they leave, they usually come back and eat you later. I don't know about that. Yeah, I that. think so. I think, I, I think that was, like, one of the things about bears. I think it's, like, probably what they were, they're referring to as grizzlies then. Because, like, they will, 
they'll maul you, but then, like, later they, like, if maybe grizzly bears will come back later on, like, once the game's over, I think they also get, like, it's kind of like a cat playing with a piece of yarn, a, yar- a ball of yarn. Hmm. Like, they, they're they like, ah, fuck, it's done. And then, like, they do the same thing with, like, a mouse, right? Like That's once... if you're already mauled and you can't move? Mm-hmm. Because if they leave you alone, but you're okay, you can probably Yeah, if walk you're okay, away, you right? can, probably can't walk away. Remember the Revenant? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. There's more research to be done on bear attacks, that's well, for sure. Well, the thing is that, like, I know that for sure that if you try to run away from, I think it's a brown bear, because I think the, res- the research that I did in the past was mainly around brown bears, because brown bears are in our vicinity. Grizzly bears, I think, are more out west. Um, my cousin lives in BC and she's gone on some camping trip, camping trips and some of the rangers and stuff like that were like, oh yeah, there's grizzly bears. Like they, they have grizzly bears all over this particular camp, camp trail that she went to. She was freaking out. But I mean, um, I think brown bears, for instance, like if you run away from them, they they can, they, they can definitely outrun you. They can do all that kind of stuff. That, but if you try to run, like climb a tree, a lot of brown bears, um, Basically, I think that like a lot of the games that they play with each other is knocking each other out of trees. Hmm. So a lot of people try to climb trees and then they're getting that's how they die because a brown bear will knock you right out. Hmm. I think a grizzly bear can uproot most trees. That's crazy. I know. So, um, yeah. So that was uh, I remember reading about that and going, ah, fuck. I don't really know if I believe this yet. Like completely. Like, um. If you see a brown bear, I guess you have no choice. How can you even decipher between a brown bear and a grizzly bear? Because a grizzly bear is brown. The grizzly bears are bigger. Yeah, so like unless you really know your bears, I'm sure that when they're in front of you, they fucking all look huge. I would be like, uh, in a hallucinate, I don't know. I don't know. I would be, I'd probably die of a heart attack before that bear could even get to me. Well, that's the thing. That's what cats do with mice. They Ugh. play, they bat them around and then the mouse has a heart attack. That's yeah. how they die. Oh, yeah. Same with birds, too, I think. When they get little birds and stuff like that, they don't... House cats, they're brutal, man. Like, apparently, like, a house cat, pound for pound, if it was larger, that would be one of the, like, top predators. But <laughs> The I mean, John Jones of the cat world. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to have this cat. We have, we When I was a kid, we had all kinds of indoor-outdoor cats. Mm-hmm. And we had a deck in the back. And our cat could... Uh, one day was sitting there in the deck. This little bastard was just watching these birds... He was just, you know, how they get down low, but he was just like so low and just stayed there. Suddenly, he jumped in the air as these two birds took off, caught them both. Two That's birds, crazy. yeah, spread his arms out, caught them both. Hmm. Yep, it's like cats are like I'm a dog person, but like cats are probably the closest thing that you can have to like a wild animal. Like they're amazing. Like when they're in indoor outdoor cats. Like I had a, I, like we always used to be. Like not what nowadays people are different. Like I mean, I'm sure like if you go out to the uh, to the woods and stuff like that, or maybe find some old school people, they still do a lot of things. Like that. I see a lot of people. I've seen some people walking cats on leashes and and things like that. But I mean, people are more scared these days to do to let their animals be animals a lot more but back in the day there was all kinds of cats in the neighborhood mm-hmm. that would just roam and go home at night and stuff like that yep. you would hear like cat fights in the middle of the oh, night yeah, you hear cats like just like yeah and then sometimes like mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah sounds yeah oh. some of them are some of them are them mating yeah and then other ones of them they'll be like you'll see like you'll look out the window 
and I'll see like I would see like my cat. Oh, what? That just made me think of a horrific thought. What? You know why they screech, like Who? that? Who? Cats. Cats. I'm pretty. Where did I hear this? Okay, this is, this is terrible. All across the board for cats, the males have barbed penises. Oh really? So it's actually painful. Oh, for like kind of maybe female. like their tongues are not very. Nice either. Have you ever no. been licked by a cat? Yeah, sandpaper. Yeah. But I heard that, like, every male cat has a barbed penis, so it's actual, like, torture Pain. for the woman. For the, the woman. The, the female. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Why? I don't know, what but I... be, like, the evolutionary benefit to that? Just that they can't escape and they want to... Yeah. Well, um... <sighs> well, I have a few ideas, and... But, um... One of the things is like, like it's shaped like an arrowhead in a way, because a lot of the times in nature there's so much um, competition, and when something goes in, it wants to it wants to like you know impregnate, but then they also want to pull out anything else oh, that would have been in there. That's right. That was another yeah. point that it would potentially scrape out any yeah. leavings by any other. Yeah, exactly. It's it's mate. basically that's exactly what. Like, insects do the same thing. Like, if an insect mates with another insect, I forget which one it is. Um, I think it it might be spiders or something like that, but I don't know. No, don't, I don't know. I have to look it up. It's been a long time, but but th there's certain insect that, like, it's really, like, it's really, truly just, like, it actually goes in there, it scoops out, then puts its own thing in there. So, like, you know what? And that's also why, um, like, you're, the necessity to reproduce is so strong that we go like to extremes like that. And um, a male praying mantis doesn't just get eaten by the female praying mantis, but he actually offers, because he offers his body to her mm -hmm. as nourishment, mm -hmm. because it's gonna be a lot for her to be able to produce the next one. And that's, so like, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy, man, to think of that. But I mean, our gene wants to live on. Mm -hmm. Our gene wants to live on, and uh, and that's that's why. But uh, maybe we can do another one this week because we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take off right now because uh, today we're doing a little bit of an earlier day. I want to go and work out with my son at, at his Muay Thai class, and they have their classes a little bit earlier. Um, so maybe we can do another one this week because I feel like we are just getting into something, some good conversation. Mm -hmm. And maybe Sarah can go to bed at an appropriate time. <laughs> so then that way she could be a little more awake. I wouldn't count on it, but, you know. If any of you guys have any information on uh, cold therapy and what it's done for you, then feel free to comment or let us know. And um, hope you're all having an amazing day. And I'll we'll keep you updated on whatever else our growth mindset has put us on to next because I'm sure that this snowball is just going to keep on picking up speed. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Well, let's call it a day then. And thanks for hanging. Later.